Hey, it's JD here, and it's still November. I can tell just by looking out my window and seeing that it's fucking dark and it's only 5.30. What the fuck? Anyway, you can be my light. <laughs> you can light the way for a mere $3 a month. You can forever change my life <laughs> and make me a wealthy wealthy podcaster oh my god how exciting is this this is so fucking exciting listen in return this isn't just a one-way deal no because in return what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna make sure that you get a bonus episode of content in a special feed just for you you don't have to do anything fucked you just subscribe to the pod the way you always have and you'll get access to a special feed and in that feed, every Monday will be a new episode of something you haven't heard before, whether it's a B-side or an interview or my friend Dan from Toronto talking about a band that you should be listening to, something along those lines. It doesn't get much easier than just surfing over to meetingmalchemist.com, clicking on support the show and making a monthly donation of three bucks won't you please <laughs> talk to you soon let's uh let's do the show welcome to meeting malcolmus a pavement podcast i want to set Hey, it's JD, and snow is falling from the sky. It's winter in Toronto, and I can't tell you how much I fucking hate that. So there's that. The good news is, though, I'm going away on a boat sooner than later, and it will be hot. There will be beaches, and with any luck... I'll find a mermaid who loves pavement as much as I do and will swim off deep into the coral reefs and uh, do whatever a human and mermaid are meant to do, I suppose. So there's that. I got an email and I want to share it with you. This comes from Andrew and he says, Hey JD, I hope you're well. I recently discovered the podcast and am a massive fan. A massive fan of the podcast or of the band? I hope the band. That's what I hope. But secretly, secretly, I kind of hope of the podcast too, because that would be cool. Your podcast actually got me into their early EPs, and I picked up Westing from Bandcamp just the other day. I'm from the UK and discovered Pavement a few years ago. And have been a huge fan of the music since. Well, that answers that other question. As we probably have similar tastes in music, can you recommend any other 90s alt-rock bands? Keep up the great work on the podcast. Really looking forward to how it will progress. And when you inevitably meet Malcolmus. Cheers, Andrew. Hey, thanks, Andrew. Uh, I don't want to... Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to talk about this in the episodes. I'm doing pre-roll. But I'll mention it briefly here. There was a bonus episode. And 
It featured Dan from Toronto, and there's going to be more bonus episodes with Dan from Toronto. And Andrew Dan is a good guy to talk to about music, so you should definitely uh, subscribe to his mailing list, which you can find all about on the bonus episode that I put in the regular feed as well, just so people would get a sense of what the bonus content was. Anyway, there's that. So with Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain, there's an elephant in the room. And that elephant is mainstream success. And the song that we're going to talk about today is arguably the closest the band came to mainstream success. As it featured a music video that was on fairly heavy rotation on MTV during the heyday of the old rock celebration in 1994. And, you know, with the success of the Weezer Blue record, I think there were a lot of people that wanted to lump Pavement into that sort of category, not realizing that it was Pavement that influenced Weezer and not the other way around. Um, that's not to say that Weezer sounds anything like pavement either because they, they don't really, I mean, not at all. In fact, for the most part, but I can see that if you're of a certain generation, you're just flipping through channels, maybe, maybe you get mixed up and they all have mop tops and they dress relatively normal. They're not, you know, um, like the bands of the eighties were where they were wearing leather and teased hair and things like this. So, you know, there was a different look and feel, but at any rate, I'm getting way, way far away from the point here, which is the reason that video would have been made. And the reason it would have featured in pretty heavy rotation was this was a song that really, you know, almost, uh, brushed up against the mainstream just the construct of the song and the way it's sung and the instrumentation. And it's just lightning in a bottle. It's just sort of what was going on time and place. This wasn't pavement trying to sell out. (laughs) This wasn't, um, pavement, you know, putting out an EP halfway through crooked rain, crooked rain. This was a song that was written with the rest of the tracks on crooked rain, crooked rain which to me, any of, any of them could have been mainstream success if it had been plugged in the right, you know, plugged in the right hole, but it wasn't. And it doesn't ultimately matter about mainstream success other than the fact that we all want our heroes to have big houses and, you know, be doing well in life. And that's something that mainstream success can afford people. And, uh, that's a good thing. The irony of cut your hair is the subject matter is almost self-aware. Like it knows that this is going to be the track that is going to be chosen as a lead single or a high up single and made into a video and sort of pushed. And, you know, it discusses the preciousness of you know, being in a band and 
how crazy it is to create something that is ultimately meant for mass consumption or, or commodification or, you know, selling, you know, ultimately. And, you know, the, the, the cries of Korea, 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 whether it is truly Korea or career with a sort of a slang on it, Korea, you know, like almost like an agent would say, hey, do you want a Korea? Do you want a Korea? You know, at the end of the song, those cries of turning art making into a career are truly um, cool and they really ring out and make the song a bigger statement than it might have been otherwise to me. Now, all this is coupled with the fact that I own quite a bit of pavement, um, you know, stuff that they've released. I don't have a great deal a great many bootlegs. Hint, hint, send them my way, JD at meetingmalchemist.com. Uh, I always am up for a good gift. <laughs> but um, it's funny to me that this is a song that you could you could say is their most, in quote, popular based on the MTV algorithm, you know, sort of factoring in. But I bet you if you put the group of us all, people who listen to this podcast in a room, I don't know that this song makes your top five. Maybe not even your top 10. And that's interesting because it's, it's seemingly built to be one of those. It's a, it's a silver bullet. And then where I was going by talking about my ownership of, of pavement is I thought maybe I would play another version of this song. But in all of the reissues, there is nary a live version of Cut Your Hair. So it's almost like the band has, you know, distanced themselves from this track as well to a certain degree. I can't imagine that it's a song that, you know, they had to do the rounds and they had to play it on various talk shows and things like that when they were selling this record. But it's not like a lot of other bands where they would have just had to play it incessantly at the time and are now tired of it. And yet somehow it seems like that's the case. So there's that. Let's give it a spin and we'll come back on the other side and talk a little bit more about Cut Your Hair on Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast. Puzzle, hitting and wearing muscle. 
saw another one just the other day A special new fan When songs fade like that, I've probably said it before, but I feel like they're fading. They're fading into forever. And I don't know where they end. It still might be going somewhere. Just quieter and quieter and quieter. But never quite hitting the end. And there's something really magical about that when it comes to music. So that's a big, big fucking song. Um... You've got great guitar work. You've got a thump and bass happening in the background. You've got that infectious earworm hook, the ooh, 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 oohs, and all that leading into this effortless, I guess, for lack of a better term, sort of slackery Malcolmist vocal. And it's just lovely. It truly is... Um, disappointing if the song has lost some love or luster from people because it was a hit and the band isn't a hit making machine you know and so this song is almost unfairly looked at as a some sort of a abomination some sort of bastard that uh just doesn't fit in the rest of the canon i think this song fits beautifully in the canon and it's a great testament to the strength uh, and the agility that this band can perform with and create with the best of them. You know, this uh, could very well have been 
you know, a number one hit song and um, propelled them into superstardom. And, and there would be absolutely nothing wrong with that. But that's not the way it ended up working out. The band had a fine career. Korea. And uh, they reunited in 2010. They're going to reunite in 2020. We all win. We're all fucking winners here. So great work. Really enjoy it. I like it. I'll leave it at that. Talk to you next time. Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast, is a weekly affair. You can find the show anywhere that you find podcasts, just like you did today. So be a dear and rate and review the show. If you want to connect, email me at jd at meetingmalchemist.com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check it out. I'm so social.